Leading Britain's Conversation. This is a podcast from LBC. James O'Brien. Uh, the big mystery, actually, is how I managed to sign up to prevent the State of London debate this evening at the O2 on the same night that England are playing in the World Cup. Thank God it's not a very meaningful tie, is, is, is all I can say. But if you are coming along tonight, don't forget to say hello. I'll be available um, to be bought drinks for very briefly in the bar after the programme. I'm happy to sign your sort of uh, flesh and, and sundry other um, <laughs> repositories of my signature. Don't forget that's, that's, that's happening tonight. Four minutes after 12 is the time. Mistria, weekly journey into the unknown. Your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction not ordinarily available anywhere else on your radio. And uh, the way it works, if you don't already know, is that someone will ring in with a question. It will be um, an interesting question. It won't be boring. We don't like boring questions. And someone else will ring in with the answer. It might sound quite straightforward and simplistic. Mm, That's because it is. But it's also great fun. We've never really worked out why, but we don't need to work out why. We, we just know that it is. You can, sometimes you can overthink stuff. You just enjoy it. Um, I'll give you the phone number when I've got phone lines free, which isn't very often, but there's one, line seven is currently, well, by the time I finish saying the number, line seven will have filled up. Watch, watch this. 0345 6060. And there it goes. It's five minutes after 12. Uh, should we just crack on straight away? Uh, can I tell you my Bill and Ted related news? Because I know some of you share my, um, my love of Bill and Ted. So someone made a gif of me. Um, a gif is one of those little brief uh, snatches of footage that you use to, um, as a substitute for, for words. So you can send someone a gif of a, of, of a child face palming or something like that. So someone made a gif of me when I was searching for a word. Um, and and I'd, I'd sort of close my eyes and I was doing, you know, when you do that thing with the fingers where you're searching for the words. So someone made a gif of it. It was really funny. And um, we tweeted it to say, you know, do your worst. And people can say what the caption should be for the gif. And then someone took the gif and added the guitar riff from Bill and Ted. You know when Bill and Ted go... And not only did they work into the footage two excerpts from um, the films where Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, the actors playing Bill and Ted, are doing the guitar thing, they, they added the music to my fingers doing it as well. So it looks great. I'll retweet it if you're remotely interested. But the whole point about this slightly self-serving anecdote is to share that we heard from Alex Winter himself. Bill S. Preston Esquire actually got in touch on Twitter last night to say excellent one-hander which is one of the finest moments of my life and it made me realise just how nuts everything is at the moment because in an ordinary world if this was sort of pre-2016 that would be the most important thing that had happened to me on Twitter this week it would actually be the most interesting thing that had happened in my world this week to get a quick heads up across the Atlantic on social media from the star of one of my favourite films of all time but so mad are things now that I'd completely forgotten about it until someone just referenced Bill and Ted while they were... It was Mystery Hour fan, the Mystery Hour fan account, just referenced Bill and Ted while they were drumming up trade for this week's Mystery Hour. So, shall we crack on? Uh, Steve is in Finchley. Steve, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Carry on, Steve. Um, do snipers take the curvature of the earth into consideration? Yes, they do. Well, I don't think they do. No, no. What's the world record for a for a shot? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Two Where miles. Is, I read a book years ago, and it said snipers take the curvature into consideration. Yeah. And then since then, I've had numerous counter arguments. People saying no, they don't. Yeah, but who wrote the book? Uh, I think it was a Lee Child book. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was going to use as my qualifications. Oh well. He's only an author, isn't he? Was he a sniper? He's not, he's not only an author. He's, he's, he painstakingly researches his... his, uh, his not- Look, the record is over two miles away, mate. 
Oh, because there's yeah. no way you can't take curvature of the Earth into account. You can see the horizon is, is over to... If you can see the target, then it's just a straight shot, surely. No, why are you arguing with... You're arguing with Jack Reacher, Steve. He could crush you like an empty Coca-Cola can. <laughs> What, Tom Cruise? He's only five Not Tom Cruise. Don't do that. That ruined everything. How that happened, I do not know. Jack Reacher in the books is six foot five and built like a brick outhouse. Who plays him in the films? Tom Blinking Cruise. It's ridiculous. But you can't argue with Jack Reacher. It's just not allowed. Oh, dear. But I, I don't know. I mean, right, I'm so, a sniper, I think. I, I think you're right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take the round of applause for two reasons. Okay. Number one is you, you, you've already poo-pooed my source for going definitive yeah. before I'd even told you what it was, which is quite an astonishing coincidence. Um, and number two is, y- you never know, we might actually get someone who does long-distance shooting. I'd love shooting. to know a definitive answer. I'd really. love to know a definitive answer. I can can t- I, I just add one thing? Yeah, of course you can. You have now put the name Nigel into Cockney rhyming slang as Garage. <laughs> Nigel Farage, Garage. <laughs> that's so the that's po- your fault, I'm afraid. That's the politest uh, interpretation <laughs> of the nomenclature that I've heard in some time. It means something quite different around here. 12.09 is the time. Tom is in Battersea. Tom. <laughs> Tom, James. hang on a minute, Tom. I just saw your text. Oh, my tweet. Uh, James, I think yeah. my question keeps getting why? politely moved along. The question is, why does mint make you feel coldness when you blow on it? What's wrong with why? that? I, f- I thought it was I a good la- question. I called in last week, <laughs> and then I called in this week, and they kept saying they were going to call me back. And I thought, I, I think they just think it's boring. But anyway. <laughs> now we're going to find out. What's your right. question? Why does mint make you feel coldness when you blow on it? You mean if you've put mint on your... If you lick your finger... With a minty tongue. No, if you get, if you get, well, yeah, or if you get like some toothpaste on your hand, yeah, and you blow on it, yeah. and it's yeah. cold. That's, that's a great question. Heat, right. That's a great question. What are you getting all paranoid about? All right, all right, all right. We were busy, mate, last week. It it's, no, it's, 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 it's the busiest switchboard in the world, this, for, for, for a radio phoning programme. It's absolutely astonishingly busy. You don't you didn't get a call back, because we, we were busy, man. We were busy. I, I, I take it all back. I'm very right. sorry. What was the first question now? I've forgotten. Snipers. So we're doing snipers and mints. Yep. Says it all, really. Thank you, Tom. I love that. Uh, Tracy's in Finchley. Tracy, question or answer? Well, I've been waiting your whole LBC career to say this Go on. question. Oh, she's in. She's off. Fantastic. Yeah, off. What's okay, it going to be? I've told you many times, but never on this reality. Right, let's okay. do it. Go on. So I was watching a programme uh, the other day with my husband, a mm. documentary about reopening a murder case about a husband who may have killed his wife, and there was an alleyway. And the narrator said it was as if she vanished into thin air. Thin air. Thin air. And I thought that could be what I've been waiting for over 10 years. The question. Why? What is, why is it called thin air? What's the origin? It's a lovely question. Thank you very much. It really is. I don't know as well. I I like those ones. Out of thin air, into thin air. Thin air. Thin air. I suppose if it was thick, no. Yeah, you're well, on. Well, if it was thick air, like mint. cloudy, then you could understand how someone might disappear yeah. in thick air. Yeah. Maybe. Possible. But Probably. you're not... Moving. Yeah, I'm not just going to take that for things. Did you see the story about the bloke on Putney Bridge who pushed over that woman, the jogger? Ages ago. I haven't yeah. seen anything recently. No. Well, do you know why? 
He's disappeared into thin air. Yes, they've closed ah. the case. They have closed the investigation. No. So they've got full... Oh, we, we were going to do an hour on this today, but Beth talked me out of it. We were going to... Oh. They've got CCTV footage. He, he's filmed both going in both directions over the bridge. It's Putney Bridge in the middle of London. Yep. And after about six months of investigating... And, and he nearly killed her. The woman nearly went I under know. the wheels of that bus. They've given it up. They, can't, they haven't got a Scooby-Doo. I think, but they, they think he might have been American. He's probably disappeared somewhere into the Midwest or something. Yeah, it's possible that... That, that yeah, he, he or we were going to do an hour of conspiracy theories because I thought he might be a spy or a diplomat, and they actually yeah, do know who it is. But yeah. they've, um, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It can happen. So keep it under your hat, all right? Thank you. Will do. Thank you. Twelve, twelve. Uh, snipers, do they take the curvature of the Earth into account? Why, when you have some mint on your skin and you blow on it, it's colder than the rest of your skin is? I like. Why are you laughing? I think that's a really good question, actually, and. The origin of the phrase thin air in the context of vanishing into it. Uh, and two phone lines, three. You can have traces if you're quick. Oh, three, four, five, six, oh, six, oh, nine, seven, three. John's in New Milton. John, qualifications? I mean, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, John. Carry on, John. Uh, it's the sniper question. Yes. Uh, right, OK. So you were not really right, and it's, it's not the curvature of the Earth that snipers take into account, mm. it's the rotation of the Earth. Mm. So it's something called the Coriolis effect, whereby, I mean, it's only fractions when you're talking about sort of the distances that they're shooting, because you're talking sort of a couple of miles maximum. Um, but it's, it's basically uh, the amount that the Earth's going to spin, um, and the target is going to move whilst that, that, that projectile is in the air, that they take account, they take account for. But, but to, if the record is two miles, yeah. then it is going to have an effect. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, as, as I say. So it I'm going to aim a tiny bit higher. If I want to hit you in the head, I'm going to aim slightly. You've got the curvature of the plus you've got the. Well, as the trajectory of the bullet, it goes forward and down a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the, the curvature of the Earth isn't so much because as long as you can see the target, then, then you, you know, you, you, all, all, you, all you require is elevation for that. Um, but yeah, you do. They they, they have spot. Well, professional snipers have spotters. So basically, someone with them who does calculations for them. Um, but you don't think it takes the, so the Coriolis effect? Yes, but not the actual curvature of the Earth. Correct. Quite, yeah. I mean, are you going to go full definitive now, or are you going to leave me wondering? No, mate, I'm not. I'm not ex special forces or any or army or anything uh, like that. Like, you know, I, I I have shot a lot of firearms in my younger days. Um, I haven't fired anything at the range that we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, just consider it a long-term vested interest. I, I'm not going to take it. I'm really sorry. Ah! I, but I just don't see how it cannot play a part. If it's two miles, the world record is two... It's a Canadian sniper, I think, who, who, who pulled it off from two miles away. They must yeah. have taken into account the, um... Well, the, the curvature the, the, of the air. The biggest factor is, is wind. No, I know uh, all... It's always the way, but I know... I'm not arguing with anything you've said about what does happen, I'm arguing with what you've said, that one thing you've said about what doesn't happen. Yeah, well, if you think about it, the curvature of the Earth is just basically, as I say, it, 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 you're, you're, essentially you're not, you're not taking that into account because it's a straight... Oh, it, it's, it's, if I, it's a straight oh OK, it's a so line. I can see you, because if, if the bullet's going in a straightish line, then the curvature of the Earth isn't relevant. Correct. Oh, maybe you are right. Oh, well, why couldn't you have pretended to be more definitive? Why couldn't you have said know, you were Jack Reacher? I'm being, I'm being honest, mate. I'd love, I'd love to be an, an FAS vet or something like that. But, but you like, you, you've done a lot of... Walter Mitty. You've done a lot of guns. Yes. 
I, I'm going to give you the round of applause, and I think that may be where, where I got it wrong in the Jack Reacher book as well, as it talks about the rotation of the Earth, not the curvature of the Earth, because Jack Reacher doesn't yeah. make mistakes. No, he doesn't. That's no, that awesome film. Round of applause for John. Thanks, I haven't even seen the film. I don't know what he's talking about. I wouldn't go and see a film. Imagine if one of your favourite fictional characters is six foot five and built like a brick outhouse. I always saw him in my mind's eye as a young Liam Neeson or someone like that getting the role, and then they gave it to Tom Cruise. Absolutely unbelievable. You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. Done the snipers. Why do mints make you cold? If you've got some minty stuff like toothpaste on your skin and you blow on it, it makes you colder. Or, or even as you wave it around, it makes you know what I'm talking about. We've all done it. Um, and what's the origin of the phrase thin air? Um, I didn't give him a round of applause. On Did I give him a round of applause? Did we? The sniper guy? Yes. We did? Okay. Sorry about that. I got a bit distracted because I've just had unconfirmed reports that the reason why the Queen has been taken ill is because she fainted while listening to my pro royal family introduction to the programme this morning. I, I, I do hope that's not... Well, get well soon, Your, your Majesty. Um, don't worry, I'd come back to my senses by the end of the hour. 19 minutes after 12 is the time. Gareth is in Wigan. Gareth, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, Gareth. It's in relation to televisions. Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering, and definitions of them, o- over the course of the last few years, the, the definitions have gone up. We had standard definition, then it was 720 HD, then it was 1080, then it was now it's 4K Ultra. And that's, that's is, the number of pixels per square something, isn't it? Yeah, it's something, something like that. But the question is, how much, what, what's the next definition that you could get to where the human eye wouldn't notice the difference? Does that make sense? Well, it kind of does. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't take this the wrong way, mate. I'm more worried about it being boring than I am about it being incomprehensible. Is it inter- I mean, would we even know? I mean, would it, because if it, it doesn't. Well, the point, at what point wouldn't, wouldn't you know that. But you, you know, don't so even know what the 720 means, because I say it's, it's pixels per something. You don't even know what it means. So you, what, it's just a number that won't mean anything to you. No, I, I do know it's hard to explain, but often it's off my head. But, right. well, <laughs> but right. you, you're you're on the right lines there. Yeah. Okay. So, in terms of a, a num, what's four K? Is that four thousand pixels per square something? Yeah, roughly. It's a bit more than that, but they, they rounded it to four K to make. But it you sound like you already know loads more about this than anybody else listening does. No, four uh, K because because that's it. Because when you've seen the telly, it's like oh, it's four K. Yeah. We've explained it, but so, so is there a number? Tell you what the it, maximum. It, yeah, uh, is there a number at which the naked human eye is not going to notice any more improvement? Yeah, you'd have to be like a peregrine falcon or something like that to. I am. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to try and get you an answer, but I will be surprised if it. it well, often if I say this, and and then I end up embarrassing myself, but I don't mind. It's good for me to be embarrassed once in a while. I'd be amazed if anyone can answer this question. Because. Older eyes are worse than younger eyes, etc. Well, uh, no, 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 it can go for 2020 vision just because I just, I mean, you're asking, about, presumably if it existed and was measurable, it would be available. Well, it, you might not have made that technology yet. You see what I'm saying? No, okay. Well, it's on the board. Like I said, I'm just setting myself up for a fall so that I can pretend not to be ritually humiliated when someone rings in and, and points out that, that um, it is possible to answer this question. Leave it with me, Gareth. Jeff is in Litchfield. Jeff, question or answer? It's a question. Did you notice the Dr. Johnson reference earlier in the programme, Jeff? No, I didn't. Oh, well, he's from Litchfield, isn't he? Well, 
Well, I'm actually in Hensford. It's near Litchfield. Oh, right. Well, I don't have any local trivia for that that small village. Carry on. Question or answer? (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, quite often, just like I've been, see, uh, on vans, you write a medium vans on the back, um, a red circle, and in the circle it says this vehicle is limited to 70 miles an hour. Yes. Well, being as the speed limit anywhere in the country is 70, what's the point in putting a sign on the back? Because it can't go faster than 70. Yeah, but you're not allowed to anyway. Yeah, so but, but, why... but lots of people... Do. Just wait there a minute, Jeff. Can we make sure Jeff can't hear what I'm about to say? Who put this through? What is the, what is the only rule of Mystery Hour when it comes to motoring questions? What do you mean it's not about motoring? It's literally about speed limits. Hey, can, just, can you just answer the question and tell me who put this through? Who ma- you made this decision, did you? All right, we'll have words after the programme. Jeff, mate, um, yeah. I, I mean, you know that most people go over 70 quite often. Yeah, I know that. And, and th- these company vans, because they're, they're always going to have a logo on the side, it's, it's their way of saying not only are we community-minded, we're also safe and we don't even let our drivers speed even if they wanted to. That's, that's yeah. all it is, yeah. Okay. You knew, yeah, we cool? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Great stuff. Thanks, Jeff. Round of applause. All right, thank you. you. No, thank you. I probably shouldn't have done that, because I've I've answered a motoring question. I've almost certainly got it wrong. But what else could it be? We shall find out. Jeff, mind how you go. Pete's in Enfield. Pete, question or answer? Hi, James. Uh, Question. Carry on. Do flies sweat? Do flies... It's a question I've been thinking about for years and years and years, and they fly around so quickly, all their wings... No, they can't sweat, mate, because they get soggy wings, they'd fall out the fly, fall out the sky. I, I just don't know. No, well, I, there's no way that... Do they not drink? Flies don't sweat. How do they, uh, how do they lose uh, heat, then? How do they lose heat? So they the, they're, they're wings. Their wings are an astonishingly efficient source of heat um, expulsion. They'd be freezing, though. Well, think think about their capillaries, all the blood. I mean, there's no way flies sweat, because if a fly sweated, it would fall out of the sky, all soggy. I just needed to know, James. I'm glad to be of service. A round of applause for me. No, no, thank you. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and someone will ring in. But right now, I'm filling up my pockets with rounds of applause. Give me another one. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Oh, man, that's good. Cameron's in Hemel Hempstead. Cameron, question or answer? Uh, answer, Jane. Carry on, Cameron. Um, it's about uh, mint and why it's cooling. Oh, yeah. Um, it contains menthol. Of course it does. So, yes, and my qualification... Well, hang on, I need yeah. a bit more than that, Cameron. It, it contains menthol. What does menthol do? It's a cooling ingredient. It's an active. It's used in pharmaceuticals and cosmetics. So physically, when I put menthol on my skin, it's drawing yeah. heat out of my skin, is it? Which makes yeah. me feel cold? Yes. And, and it's doing that because it's evaporating? Yes. Who's giving who the science lesson here, Cameron? Uh, I guess you are. Well, I, but I'm, you're the expert. You're the one that's about to go definitive. So beca- the, the act of it evaporating involves it drawing heat from the skin, which makes it colder, and if you blow on it, you notice it even more. Yes. I think you're right. Qualifications? Um, I work in a development lab for pharmaceuticals and cosmetics. That's quite interesting. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not um, Rayleigh Otter territory because it, it, it's a question about mints. But the, but the, but the, what, what, what does menthol go in then on things like cool, cooling sprays and stuff like that? Cooling sprays in, um, like muscle, uh, sprays, uh, yeah, from, yeah. Um, shower gels. Of course. Oh, I love the shower gel with a bit of mint in it. 
tingly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it depends where it goes. Yeah, steady on. Right, round of applause for Cameron. Thank you. That's gave a bit too much away there. It's not like me. Uh, Ivan is in Wimbledon. Uh, question or answer, Ivan? Yes, hello there. Um, hello. It's a uh, question. Carry on. And uh, I am a Norwegian. It's always, always been uh, baffling me, this. Uh, okay. Why is the phrase, then I turned around to him and I said... Yes. I don't understand, because you don't start any conversation with the back turned to anyone, do you? No. So why do you turn around to him and say... He, 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 I mean, there, there are various theories. Um, it could have a lot to do with taxi drivers, I think, personally. Ah! Don't, I made don't I made that up. I completely made that up. Don't don't. Yeah, but don't. that did make more make more sense than I ever. Heard. Well, I yeah. I, that, I've been asking so many people about it. Well, and no one ever came up with the taxi driver theory. No, it's a pretty good one. Look. So because the taxi driver turned around and said, and you said, get your eyes back on the road, mate, or, or I won't leave you a tip. But that, that, yeah, that's yeah, one. Yeah. But give yourself a Rayleigh. No, I'm not getting a Rayleigh for that. I just made it up. <laughs> it's almost it's almost certainly wrong. But but there is yeah that phrase to turn around and 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 say. As it, well, maybe it's because you were. It usually means that they've that they're, they're having a bit of a row, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you, you're walking you away, you're walking away. You're wa- I'm walking away, and you say something rude, and I turn around and put you in your place. I mean, right? Okay. So that that phrase should basically be used in a kind of a heated kind of situation. I, I think so. Yeah. That's it's a little right. bit. It's a bit. The only way is Essex, isn't it? So I turned around and I said to him that kind of <laughs> yeah. that that kind. Of, I, I, but I don't know whether. I don't know if anyone would actually know the answer to this. It's a, it's a lovely etymological inquiry. It's a figure of speech. You must have figures of speech in Norwegian as well that don't make sense, like raining, yeah. raining cats and dogs and things like that. No, 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 to a certain extent, but not as much as you do here in the UK. Like, no. uh, there's a lot of these, like, uh, in the end of the day, right? Yeah. That I understand, but that always, that then I turn around to me. It's never really made sense. No, no, well, no, now you pointed it out to us, it doesn't make sense to us either, but I, I'll give you the taxi driver and the, and the rowing, but yeah, I'll yeah. leave, I'm not getting a round of applause, I'll leave it on the board, Ivan, and we'll see, hopefully, if someone else can get a definitive answer. That's all right. Good man. No, good man. 03456060973, if you know the answer to that. Ed is in Watford. Ed, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, actually. Carry on. Uh, uh, why do e-numbers have an adverse effect on children's behaviour? I, said, um, I mean, are we sure that they do? I, I thought yeah. it had been proven that they didn't. Uh, well, anecdotally, uh, this I, isn't I really a, this isn't really a mystery. Our question: I'd say, so heads are going to roll at the end of this one. I tell you now, we've had motoring questions about speed limits. We've got... Okay, when was it debunked? But I don't know, mate. I mean, crikey, the the the. the ring in with a question. You need to do the research yourself before you ask it. It's the bits oh. that you can't get an answer to that we deal with. Well, the research, the research, the research I'd cite is that a child psychologist took me off e-numbers as a, ki- as a kid. But that was and years it, ago. It made a market, uh, yeah, apparently it made a marked uh, difference on my behaviour. Some of them are, and some of them are. I mean, if, 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 if they do have an effect on children's behaviour, the answer is simply because they're chemicals, isn't it? And chemicals yeah, have what? constant effects on us all, for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, what's the link, and why is it more prevalent in children? And why is it only certain ones, like uh, uh, Sunset Yellow? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it is. Well, seems like a good question then, if you don't know. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if the premise of the question is true. Well, surely, surely, surely there'll be some child psychologist or nutritionist who can ring and give an answer. Well, that would be a, but then, the, but then, the, the, no, they can only answer the question if what you've said is true. Why do e numbers have an adverse effect on children? Whereas if you'd phoned in and said, "Do e numbers have an adverse effect on children?" then everything you've said in the last three minutes would have been relevant. 
Okay, viewing numbers have an adverse effect on children. Boom. There you go. Let's find, let's find. I know you're only allowed one question, Ed. Oh, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't want to give up this this opportunity for my voice to be heard. <laughs> I think I, th- I think you've delighted us for long enough. You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. A bit of a bit of a scandal unfolding in the studio at the moment. We're getting a lot of complaints about um, this week's mystery. A lot, a lot of people suggesting the standard of the questions is not is not really up to sniff. Um, I, you know me, I'm Mr. Easygoing with my colleagues. I, I look on them as friends, family. But um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm inclined to agree. But then the room splits, and Ollie gets in touch. So it's been the funniest mystery hour in a long time. It's not meant to be funny. Funny is what happens by accident, while we get on with the with the business of of, of solving mysteries. It's like the plot in a novel, you know. In high literature, the plot is incidental. The plot is the bone that you throw to the reader while you get on with the business of writing beautiful words. In low literature, it's all about the plot. So uh, you know, you don't read Geoffrey Archer for the quality of the prose. You write, you, you read Geoffrey Archer to find out who done it. Or who done what? So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'll remind you of the questions that are currently on the board. Um, for example, do flies sweat? I suppose could have been a brilliant question, or it could have been a silly one. I don't know. Maybe it's my mood. Maybe it's your mood. Mints making you cold. Apparently that answer from Cameron was wrong. I gave him a round of applause, but it's been challenged by people with PhDs, no less. Be Professor Hal on the line next. So we may put that one under Stuart's inquiry. I like the origin of the phrase vanish into thin air. Thin air, where does that come from? The question about pixels on TVs has prompted an avalanche of answers on text and tweet, but I can't read out answers by text and tweet. I can only do stuff over the phone, except for the lad who texted me earlier, and I've lost your text, and I'm sorry, so text me again, who feels that we're discriminating against him um, by only taking questions via the phone line because he's got a, a, a stammer and won't be able to ring in and ask his question. I will take your question. If I don't get it in this week, get in touch next week or email me off air, james at lbc.co.uk, and we'll get your question on the board, um, I promise you, either this week or next week. The limiters on the vans, a bit motory. Uh, I turned around and said, and then the question about e-numbers and children's behaviour. On reflection, I mean, mean, it's not vintage, but it's not not in the all-time bad ones either. 12.36, Hannibal. Is in, we had a cannibal on the programme yesterday, today we've got Hannibal in Swiss Cottage. Hannibal, what would you like, question or answer? <laughs> Hi, James, good afternoon. A question, please. Carry on. I'm afraid the standard of my question might not be any help for <laughs> raising... Are, are you suggesting today, that you're not about to raise the quality <laughs> of this week's questions? That's very honest of you, Hannibal. <laughs> oh, listen to you and I was thinking, oh, here's another one. Um, <laughs> earwax, mm. it puzzles me. Why do we get it? What's the, what's the idea behind that? Because I don't get any wax on my nose or any other part of my body or any other kind of wax. So um, it it it, 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 it cleans your ears. So it's a natural reaction of our body. Yeah, it cleans your ears. It comes out. I mean, obviously you can produce too much of it, and then you get your ears get clogged and stuff. But but the wax is there to clean your ears. So it's something that comes from inside of our body to the outside. Yep. Okay. So that's the. Uh, Final answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oil. Think of it like an oil. Like, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 I don't know how I know that, but I definitely know it. I wonder if we've done it before on Mystery. Does uh, that, does that help? I mean, I, I, I tried, so it helps, it helps. And I would take your answer. I mean, it's my first time to, to call you on, on Mystery Hour. You're very welcome. But, um, but yeah. I was puzzled, so thanks for clarifying me. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's quite a big moment for you, this. It's, it's, it's not unlike when, you're, um, when your namesake crossed the Alps. No, especially when I tried to call so many times, I could never get through before, and uh, and today I managed. Well, there's, a, there's a lesson there for us all. A uh, 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 round of applause for me. Thank you, thank you, Hannibal. Take care. Thank you.
1238 is the time. He said, why do we get it in our noses? Well, noses is bogeys. That's stuff that you've inhaled and it's got caught in your nostril hair. And the, and the wax is, is coming out of you and coming and cleaning out your ears. Peter is in Thusk. Hello, Peter. I enjoyed your tweet about the cows in the mist yesterday. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Question or um, answer? I turned around and said... Yes. It's historical. It's to do with infectious disease. And people would hold a conversation deliberately facing away from each other in medieval and plague sort of times because they knew it was transmitted from human to human. They didn't know how, so they faced away from each other. And then to make their final emphatic point, they would turn around and say. Really? Yes. Qualifications? I was actually listening, despite what Brother Luke told my parents at the end of each term. And that, that was, that was, that was something you learnt at school? You picked up yes, at school? all the way back. Makes sense, doesn't it? Round of applause for Peter? Well, it did at the time. No, no I'm going to give it... Well, I don't see what else it can be. Round of applause for Peter. Good work. You sold the house yet? No, in fact, we've, we've decided not to. Oh, well. Stay put. Oh, that's nothing wrong with that. Beautiful part of the world, as we've discussed many times in the past. 12.39 is the time. I called challenging the bullet question as the answer given earlier regarding the Coriolis force was so horrifically wrong and I was hung up on. This show has completely gone to pot since I started listening in 2016. Gosh. Uh, Professor Hal is here to save the day. Professor Hal, what have you got? James, James, James. Hal, Hal, Hal. Question. What? The mental question yes. is completely wrong. Um, oh. Allow me to elaborate. I will. So the effect that you were describing is the effect of, of sweat. Something evaporates and therefore cools down the body from which it's evaporating. So alcohol, perfume, acetone, sweat, all these things cool down. That applies to liquids only. Mentals are solid. Oh. It can't possibly apply to it. What mm. mental does is the opposite of what chilies do. It makes you less sen- your thermoregulatory nerve. It makes them less sensitive to heat. So you feel the cold. Chilies work the opposite way. They make you more sensitive to heat, which is why you feel body temperatures being excruciatingly hot. So it's to do with your um, sensory nerves and nothing to do with evaporation. Oh, wow. So it's a stimulant then? Yeah, well, it basically no, it de- actually desensitizes your nerves, which regulate temperature, as opposed to chilies, which oversensitizes them. So the two effects are equal but opposite. Did I get the earwax one wrong? Um, I, I just actually stepped out of a meeting to answer this. I wasn't really listening. You stepped out of a meeting to answer this. What was the meeting? Well, it was a, a university business meeting, which I stepped out of, but I couldn't let that go unchallenged. Um, but how did you know? So you're listening to Mystery Hour while you're in a meeting? James, I couldn't possibly say that, especially as the Vice-Chancellor's probably listening. <laughs> this is appalling. Tuition fees aren't even free anymore. These kids have taken out loans that they're going to be repaying for the rest of their life, and you're sitting there in a meeting with a little earphone in your ear, listening to me. No. What? Absolutely outrageous behaviour. I, I should be. I should be writing to my MP. I think about this. This is despicable. Round um, of pl- wax actually catches bits of dust and dirt. It, uh, it acts like fly paper in your ear. And it stops insects from um, from living there as well. Um, I didn't know that. That's one, I think that might be an old wives' tale. Round of applause for Professor Howell. Get back in that meeting now, mate. Seriously. I'm, g- I'm going right in now. Flipping heck. Round of applause. Stuart's in Western Superman. Western Superman. Question or answer, Stuart? Answer, James. Carry on, Stuart. Answer to the television question. Ah, so your, I... uh, your, your listener asked um, about what, um, at what point do, can we not decide whether the human eye can discern between um, a TV and real life? No, it was more... Oh, 
was it not more at what point does the increase in the pixels become pointless because we won't be able to see it anyway? It's the same sort of thing. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point where, so the moment we've got 4K, so which is Ultra HD, so 3,840 pixels across the top. Per what? By 2,100, the top of the TV, so running horizontal. Right, the lines, you mean? Exactly. Yeah, okay. And then 2,160 down. But obviously, we've got 8K coming up over the next year or so. Seriously? Where it's going to be, yeah. So 7,680 horizontal by 4,320. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that I mean, but a lot of pixels. That is a lot of pixels. And what difference have you seen this? Because you clearly know what you're talking about. Have you had a sneak preview? I have, yes. I've seen an 8K TV run, and you really cannot tell the difference between a real life and looking at the TV. Ah, but you can tell the difference between an 8K and a 4K. Oh, yes, huge difference. Oh, yes. You said a little tribute to the Churchill dog there. I enjoy that enormously. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but the question was, at what point would it not register so with the it naked? Will, it, will be, it will be 8K, because obviously you can't go anything between 4K and 8K. So we go 4K, then we go Why 8K. obviously? Why obviously? Because you have to double up on the pixels. You can't do half measures. No, OK. I kind of understand that. I'll take your word for it. And then when you get to 8K, but what if you went to 16K? Could you have something that was clearer than real life? It will be clearer, but the human eye won't be able to see any difference. So you think 8K is the peak? 8K, I personally, what we've known, we've been told 8K is going to be nah, the maximum you can't go any further. It's not going to happen, mate. Do you, do you work no, for a TV? No, they, I, I work for a TV company. I know they will go further. Uh, do you know why they they'll go, go further? Do you know why they'll because go further? people will buy it. See? And do you know what the best example of that is? Go on. Razor blades, mate. Yes. (laughs) Razor blades. There's some crispin somewhere sitting in a meeting at this moment who is about to hit his boss with the idea, why don't we put one extra blade on our new... That's why I've got a beard. That's why I've got a beard as well. Because you need a mortgage (laughs) to buy razor blades. And every few years they come up with a genius wheeze of making you buy more. Um, Right, Randall, do you want to name which TV company you work or what you do in the capacity of that TV? I can do. I work for LG, which is the top manufacturer in the world. It is. Um, And I'm a brand ambassador for them. Brand ambassador? Don't you have to be, like, famous to do that? No, no famous. I just go, I go around teaching people how to uh, use our TVs and how to sell them. That's a really good idea, actually. Do you know what I would do if I had the time and the energy? I would set up a little business that goes around to people's houses, helping them maximise the technology they already own. Now, that's a great little business to be in. It is, isn't it? Just because you've got all this stuff in the house, and it's all hooked up, and the PlayStation should be talking to the Echo, and that should be talking... I've got no idea. But I digress. Would you like a round of applause, Brand Ambassador? Oh, yes, please. Oh, round of applause. <laughs> I, think, I think we've turned it around, guys. You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. Well, I was hoping to get um, uh, an old mate of mine, Ben, on the programme at this point in proceedings, but he's on the road um, between Stuttgart and somewhere else, and, and we can't get, we can't raise him. He um, he watched the game yesterday in in an office where he was the only British person, and there were twenty four Germans. <laughs> he said he was doing fine until the second goal, and then he just started laughing his head off, just started giggling like a like a like a crazy person. <laughs> he may have lost some of the business that he was seeking. <laughs> Seeking to drum up. And another mate of mine, Simon, who runs the Suffolk Gazette uh, satire news site. It's very, very funny. He was watching it in a bar in Germany while while having to pretend that he wasn't rooting for South Korea. (laughs) I thought we might have um, 
<laughs> we could have done that, but I don't want to jinx it for tonight, you see, um, by, by laughing too hard at the Germans. I know we're fine tonight. It doesn't matter what happens tonight. I, I, I love the idea of us getting all complicated about how we, well, we need to, if we come second in the group, then we, we'll get through the last 16, um, and then we'll be in the quarterfinals, and we'll have an easier tie, because we won't have to play Brazil in the quarterfinals if we come second in the group. Instead of, we haven't won, as Gary Lineker pointed out on Twitter, I don't, we haven't won a, a, a knockout game in an international competition for about two million years. And now we're all, oh man, please let it be good. Please let it be good. God knows we need it. Where were we? Mystery Air. A lot of complaints about lots of things today. I'm going to ignore them all. Um, I'm going to pretend I'm Boris Johnson. Johnny's in Kilburn. Johnny, what would you like to say? Question or answer? Hi, James. It's a question, please. Carry on, Johnny. Using all the wonders of modern science, how close could you get to estimating somebody's date of birth using science alone? So assuming they can't tell you. Well, they do pretty well at that, because it's usually, for any, I mean, like a murder. Yeah, so in a murder, you can establish someone's age pretty accurately, but I want to know how close you can get to someone's Oh, the date of birth. birth. So you mean their age in days, then? Yes. Craig, why do you want to know that? What have you got planned? Uh, <laughs> nothing planned. I've just been reading a fair bit of crime fiction recently, and <laughs> they always talk about the age, but never get no, no, never the, Who are your favourites? Who, you, who are you reading at the moment? Uh, Jeffrey Deaver is oh, a big favourite. He's quite dark, isn't he? He is a little bit, but it's really good. I'm, I'm more of a police procedural myself. I, I kind of... There's a new... I think there's a new Mark Billingham out somewhere. Anyway, I digress. Um, OK, so how close can you get to the date of birth by using science alone? Yes, please. You're on. Nice one, Johnny. Take care. Uh, 12.51 is the time you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. I have to say, actually, thinking of thrillers, that's why I got a bit distracted. I was trying to de- rack, rack in my brains while talking to Johnny to make a recommendation. I can't remember what it's called, but Harlan Coben's latest paperback is one of the best I've ever read. It's absolutely brilliant. And I've read all of Harlan Coben's stuff. It's not a Myron Bolitar one, but I know sometimes you thank me for my uh, recommendations of, 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 of page turners and that, that one, even by his standards, the, the, the plot, the intricacy of the plot and the twist, it's just superb. Um, I'll try, I'll try and remember what it's called before I go home. Les is in Isleworth. Les, question or answer? Uh, answer. Carry on, Les. Um, it's about the thin air quote. Oh, yeah. Originally it comes from Shakespeare, from a Shakespeare play. He invented it, probably. Yeah, he just made up these all these different say, sayings like brevity is the soul of wit, you know, all this stuff. He, 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 uh, I've got a poster at home where you can get it at the Globe with all the things that first appear that are only known to have started in Shakespeare plays. So yeah. many phrases that, that are figures yeah. of speech or proverbs practically, but they all go back to him. Yeah. In, in one fell swoop. There you go. Budge an inch. He's good, this lad. It's, it's just... I'm with you, yeah, There's so many of them. There are? Yeah. And we just use them as, you know, everyday sounds. Like, you know, because I think he made it up, because it sounds good. Either he made it up, or his, his is the f- text that has survived. It was the first time it was written down on a yeah, text I that survived. Probably, yeah, I but he certainly, I'll tell you, before we can then. all agree that he, he, had a sh- he had a way with words, that Shakespeare, didn't right. he? I, yeah, I mean, I, you, know, you don't want to give right. him too much praise. This is true. <laughs> um, is it in The Tempest, then, do you think? I'm not sure uh, which one it is. I got it from the Melvin Bragg. I was reading the book about English language. Oh. And, it's, and I've read it in other places as well, yeah. uh, uh, other language books and whatever. Do we know why? Why he, what? Why, 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 he, uh, why would thin air lend itself more to disappearance than... Well, it could be something to do with air pressure, I suppose. Or, or just the idea if it's thin air, it's really, really clear air. If yeah, if it's clear air at night Thick air would be cloudy be or, get, or foggy. You get a lot of pressure during the day. Don't you notice it at night, uh, towards the evening, it calms, the sea calms down, 
the air seems cleaner. The, you know, the yeah, 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 whatever, yeah, that would be the thinner. That, but I like that could it. be... No, I don't know if that's scientific. It's good enough for me. It's good, it's good enough for me, lads. It could be both things. Yeah, yeah well, you're over the line, mate. It's just it's all gravy now. You're getting a round of applause. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Good. It's called Don't Let Go. Thank you, Winks. Winks is on chapter three, so uh, so she adds, shh, no spoilers. Oh, well, it's a cracker, though. It really is. Um, Stephen is in Casteljaloux, en France. Stephen, question or answer? It's answer, James. Why am I getting so many calls from continental Europe at the moment? Is it, is it like, kind of waving goodbye as Brexit looms? Um, no, it's sort of... Um, I've never used to listen to English radio that much, no. except two years ago, something disastrous happened, so I need to keep a check on what idiot things are happening. Oh, well, that's what I'm here for. Keep you up to speed with what the idiots <laughs> are doing now. You've seen what Lord Ashcroft has done this morning, have you? Um... Oh, the guy who supported Leave? Yes, he's written a blog advising businesses to open um, uh, in Malta so that they can keep doing business with the EU. Well, while we're on the subject, yes. Nigel Lawson, is he a big hypocrite or not? Well, he, I, he's just down the road from you, mate. But he's, he's one department south of us and he's applied for his cut. Does he, does he but it's freedom of movement for poor people that we're getting rid of, <laughs> not, for, not for people like Nigel. Anyway, we digress. Que- oh, question or answer? Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. Flies do not sweat. <laughs> I love the idea. Someone's just tuned in expecting a Brexit update. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't heard mystery out before. How do you know? How do you know that flies do not well, sweat? Because you've got to have skin and flies don't have skin. Ah. They have an exoskeleton. Of course they do. And to have sweat glands, you have to have skin. So some animals sweat, but not many. And cats and dogs only sweat where their skin is not covered by fur through their paws. So how can you sweat if you haven't got skin? How oh, indeed. Qualifications, Stephen? Uh, well, I was a teacher of pottery and uh, a sailing instructor. Well, hang on. What's that got to do with sweaty flies? How do you sweaty flies? I need to rephrase that. A lot of us learn things as we go through But where did you pick up that nugget? Where did you pick up that? Well, I've always been interested in anything to do with nature all my life. Well, that'll do. Round of applause for I mean, Stephen. In fact, I was handling a snake not so long ago. You were handling a snake not so long ago. No yeah. wonder you. No wonder you've got sweaty flies. <laughs> there are sweat bees, incidentally. But pardon? There are things called sweat bees. Bees that like sweat on humans. Yes, they yeah. are attracted by sweat. I have heard of that before. Anyway, we, I must crack on. I'm glad we've got you on board, but I want to squeeze in a couple more before Tom Swarbrick takes over. John is in Ipswich. Beth has written on the screen in capital letters, this is very interesting. We shall see. John, over to you. <laughs> well, I, I was in Ipswich the first time I called, but I'm quite close to where you're from. All I'm right. actually sat in Stourport, having been through Beaudley and Walked the Dog oh, today, which is a beautiful mate. Well, Have you had you know? lunch yet? No, no, I'm just meeting the in-laws. Oh. We're going to have lunch at the uh, one of the pubs, which will remain anonymous, but we're going there tonight. Because you're, you're worried about groupies, right? You don't want people turning yeah, up, well, bothering I'm, you, asking for all this. you interesting information like this. Be it. Get you're John off mystery, I mate. Can you just sign this beer mat for me? A pint of Bathams, yeah, if you're yeah. asking. That'll uh, do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it is interesting in right. that. Go on. Vans are limited to 70, correct, on a, on a motorway. However, if we're talking about transit as the generic name, like Hoover for vacuum... Yeah. Okay, on a dual carriageway, a van can only do 60. Yeah. Okay, so that's why they make the clear demarcation on the back of the van. Don't expect me to go any faster than that because there is a whole compliance issue within the van and logistics industry where van drivers think they can do X speed, shall we say, whereas vehicles over three and a half turn on a tachograph are really regulated to 56 miles an hour. 
So to make the case of saying, we can only do 70, don't expect it to go any faster. And actually, uh, on a dual carriageway, we can only do 60. So don't get frustrated, in other words. Yeah. Oh, don't so don't start honking away behind me. Yeah. Don't, hon- don't start honking away. However, if you're in a car-derived van, so yeah. say a Corsa van or a Fiesta van, on a dual carriageway, you can do 70. Mm. Qualifications? Uh, I'm a driver trainer for a logistic company based in Ipswich. Boom. Round of applause. Well done, John. Be nice to the in-laws. <laughs> I mean it. 12.58, last word to Jules. And up to on seven, that's literally just up the road from uh, from Starport. How spooky what? is that? What's downstream of Starport? That, well, yeah, you know what I mean, not up the road. It's mean? a figure of speech, Jules. Question or answer? Oh, all right. Answer. <laughs> Carry on. E-numbers. Yes. Uh, you're right. Promise of the question is all wrong. All the E-numbers are are a classification of food additives. So they might be antioxidants, they might be yes. thickeners, they might be whatever. And within those, there are lots and lots of natural things. There are some that are not so natural. So the E-numbers per se are not the problem. It's what they are, what sits behind the E-number. So, so for instance, saffron is an E-number, but it's a naturally occurring product. And do we know that one that was supposed to be causing problems, Sunset Yellow or something like that? Do we know? Oh, crikey, yeah. Cochineal or, or yeah. I don't, I don't know what was in it. I'm not right. a chemist. No. But, but uh, yeah, but look, you know, 164 saffron, E just means Europe. That's all it stands for. Yeah. If you go to Australia, the numbers are all the same, but there's no E in front of them. Qualifications? 30 years in the food business, messing around with ingredients and, 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 and putting these things on the shelves of supermarkets. That would do nicely. Round of applause for Jules. And that is it from me for another day. I, I feel it was a mystery hour of two halves. Um, I'll let you decide which one was good and which one was bad. If you enjoyed this podcast, hear James O'Brien live every weekday morning from 10, only on LBC.